and you have the MPs that are taken from seats in the north and seats in the south and they are mixed together with centrism and it comes out as the independent group. And uh, that'll be the intro. <laughs> My God. Uh, I feel I feel I should explain. I feel I should explain. <laughs> no, no, I feel I should explain the, the joke with Mike because he's it's very famous at this point amongst certain sections of the left. But dear old Mike Gapes is a late well was a Labour MP. He's now joined the Independent Group for Ilford South, I believe. He is notoriously was on the right of the Labour Party. Now I suppose you could say he's in the centre of the Independent Group, although probably on the right of the Independent Group. And he gave this speech in Parliament a few months ago where he talked about the impact that a no-deal Brexit could have on the Baileys industry. And he talked about how, uh, and this is a quote verbatim, And you have the milk that is taken from cows in the south and taken from cows in the north and it is mixed together with whiskey and it comes out as Baileys. And uh, he's become iconic for this speech in which he was talking about how milk crosses the borders within Britain so many times and goes across the continent and back and when it gets mixed into the Baileys. And I think his argument was that if we have a no-deal Brexit, the Baileys industry will suffer. I, I thought it was about dairy. Was it actually just specifically it was about, about Baileys? Baileys? It was about Baileys, yeah. Who is he trying to appeal to? My mum. I love my mum. She loves Baileys. But like, I mean, maybe it would be a great argument if he'd actually <laughs> put it without I mean, talking about milk. If we view it that way, he's actually doing a clever thing. He's trying to reach out to the disenfranchised middle-aged women of the UK. He's been like, I'm gonna, I'm trying to look out for your Baileys. I mean, that's kind of thoughtful, especially right after Mother's Day. <laughs> God. I mean, he made the speech in in I think October. He's thinking ahead. He's thinking ahead. <laughs> he's thinking ahead for Mother's Day. But I believe this was. This meme was originally popularised by friend of the show Real Politic, who, who follow us on on Twitter. Yeah, they've just made a huge meme of, of of big old Mike Gapes talking about milk all the time. Has no one remixed it yet? Well, that that was that they did do a remix, which in which he just uh, says milk instead of Bailey's. I was thinking more like milk, 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 milk. Uh, so yeah, so so he that's that's the Mike Gapes reference. Uh, welcome to episode two of Stats for Lefties. I think amusingly entitled, And do you have the milk? We've had a lot of things happen in the past few weeks. Uh, Labour backing a second referendum. I like to think that our, our respectful debate contributed to Labour developing its position there. We've had uh, the government's Brexit deal been voted down, I think, three times at this point. Uh, we've had the independent group being created. I don't know, what has anything else happened? I've got a copy. <laughs> Just exhausted sigh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a copy of The Guardian here, which I find quite amusing. The headline is May's final warning to Tory rebels, back me or lose Brexit. Let's take a look at the date. 14th of March 2019. It is now the 1st of April. The text says, Theresa May will attempt one final desperate roll of the dice on her Brexit deal. She attempted that roll. It was not the final roll. I find that quite funny because I do pity the journalists because they keep writing these desperate... Last stand headlines. 
And then it's not the last stand. They're trying to do the sensationalism in their train sport, but it's just not working and everybody's like, we're overdone now. It's yeah. just too much. We're oversensitized. There's the last thing. And it's like, but that was two times ago. <laughs> I did like their headline that Guardian did on the day of the, well, what might, one might call the meaningless votes, the indicative votes, <laughs> when uh, it was just Parliament has its say. No, 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 no. Because they voted against everything. That was a good headline. I did I did have a giggle and a thank you when I saw that. Yes, it's very good. So I think that's most of the stuff that's happened. I should apologise uh, to listeners first for um, the delay in, in this episode. We didn't do one in, in March because we were both ill at various points. It's not good. And I got it from them, which is always fun. Yeah, it was not good. That's what friends do. Friends share. Friends share. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got it worse. I know. That's not well, I, I curated it, I, I, I sort of like perfected it, and then I passed it on to you. Yeah, you incubated it into its most awful version. I know, I'm so sorry. But you're better now. I'm better now. Yeah. I have a voice now, which you have a is voice. an improvement. I unfortunately appear to have contracted hay fever, <clears throat> although it's possible I always had it and I didn't know. Uh, I did enjoy it when you were just like, my eyes are always kind of like watery this time of year. And I was just there going, yeah, that might just be hay fever. Might you know, just be hay fever. That, that might, you know, hmm. <laughs> Another reason for, I, I kept on kind of like delaying trying to do the March episode because I thought maybe politics will quieten down and I'll have the time to, well, we can record something and then I'll have the time to edit it and we can put it out and it won't be out of date in about three seconds. Unfortunately, politics is not working like that and the only quiet time seems to be right now, which in itself is being recorded on the day of the second round of indicative votes, which I also think will all fall. We'll see if that happens. Obviously, if uh, if they do all fall, I will include this prediction in the podcast as proof of my magnificent predictive powers. If they don't fall, obviously, it will not be included. Well, if they don't fall, it's an April Fool's joke. Yeah. And they actually have. Oh, dear. That'd be a funny trick to play on God. <laughs> M- yeah. I mean, March has also been quite exciting and also boring. It's been very boring in terms of the polls. Um, we've had, on average... The Conservatives have had a 4% lead in the opinion polls, which would lead to them gaining a few seats, taking them to about 321. Labour would lose seats, but about half of them to the SNP, so it wouldn't really change the arithmetic. I see UKIP's gone up a little bit, but I assume that's because the votes keep getting hammering on and on and on and on and on, and people are getting frustrated. Yes, mo- most of the UKIP votes are coming from the Conservatives. Mm. They're also losing... Depends on whether they're included, but they also are losing quite a few votes to the newly formed Brexit party, which is, uh, as I was telling you actually before we started recording, is one of, is I believe the 10th split in UKIP. You've shown me a beautiful flowchart. Yes. And I did a little bit of a double take at because I could not believe how many splits there were. Wasn't there one that was like, we want a referendum now? That was We Demand a Referendum, Oh yeah. God, what a party name. Uh, that was as a vehicle for one of their MEPs who left the party. And then, um, here's a weird and wild thing. Formed by the first transgender MEP. Really? For UKIP. What? The only trans MEP. First one. Uh, UKIP MEP. What? And then she left. What? It's that weird. It's weird like... stuff. But, it, yeah. Which it's, is okay. It's when you remember that people are complicated and have conflicting views. People are strange. People are strange. People are strange. Goodness me. But yeah, the Brexit party is the tenth split uh, in a long and varied line of splits from UKIP, which includes Veritas, 
got ass in it. Yeah, Veritas. <laughs> We've also had uh, Our Nation, which was Henry Bolton's outfit. Hasn't really done anything. We've had An Independence from Europe, which was, I believe that was Mike Natras, formed <laughs> uh, his own party and then stood in the European elections under the name of An Independence for Europe, which interestingly put him at the top of the ballot paper in every region. They got 2% of the national vote out of nowhere. And I wonder why that was. Because they were at the top of the ballot paper. There's so many intelligent people working on, like, politics and how to get voted for. But at the end of the day, yeah, people are dumb and they're like, that one's at the top. I just, I love that. Pretty <laughs> humans, much. Humans are both incredibly intelligent and also incredibly stupid at the same time. But yeah, so anyway, so that, that's, that's the UKIP stuff. I have a quick question mm. about the Brexit party. Yeah. So they're a political party, but surely when Brexit's over, their reason for existing just ends. Well, you could have said the same about UKIP, and they're still chundering That's along. That's true, they are still chundering along. Uh, the, the Brexit party specifically formed, I think, to stand in the European elections if we take part, which it looks like we will. Right. Because MEPs are elected under proportional representation, and even if they only get 10% of the vote, they'll get 10% of the seats. But yeah, so uh, so that's kind of what the polls are showing at the moment. Labour and the Conservatives still narrowly quite close to each other, but this month, probably because of the independent group split, the focus on Brexit, Labour's dipped a little bit behind. But as I always feel keen to remind people, the Labour Party was 18 points behind on average in the run-up to the 2017 election. So I think four points, we're going to be fine. As for EU referendum polling averages... Uh, as I think more or less with last month, we've got about 54% of voters saying they want to remain and 46% who want to leave. And as for the question of whether people want another referendum, there's only been one poll in March on that topic uh, from YouGov, and they found that 38% would support a referendum and 52% would oppose it. What I think we can say for sure is that people continue to be evenly divided on that question, which continues to seem very strange. At the same time, I don't think anyone's surprised. So I was thinking we could move on to a, a general politics discussion, unless there was, there was something no, else. No, no, go for it. So I wanted to keep to the promise that we made last time in that we don't spend too much time talking about Brexit. So I was thinking we could talk instead about the independent group. Yes. So what, what do we think about the independent group? I've been talking a lot, so what do you think? Uh, I know that Sugar Moon is in it and that nobody likes him. So it seems about right, yeah. They left the Labour Party because of a reason. I guess your average Joe doesn't really know what that reason is. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So I don't know how much... Um, list, obviously, most listeners will know that the independent group was created. The reasons that the Tiggers, as they're known, gave tended to vary. <laughs> the Tiggers, T-I-G. Are they actually... They don't call themselves that. Okay. Well, no, it's appropriate because Tigger in Winnie the Pooh was a guy who would just constantly boast about things that he didn't actually do. That's true. So it seems really appropriate that you'd have that name given to a group of people who think they're more important than they actually are. All of them think they're more important than they actually are. I mean, Mike Gapes, obviously, you know, Big Mike, he's very important. And now they're going to register as a political party after being joined by three conservatives who ostensibly left the Tory party over Brexit and they're going to form a political party called Change UK I just don't understand why Labour MPs would side with Tories oh I do because they share more in common with the Conservatives than they do with the Labour party that's why they're uh... left I mean I've, I've you know I've been saying at various points if you're a Labour MP who thinks that 
you would prefer a Conservative government to a Corbyn government, just leave the party because you shouldn't be a Labour yeah. MP. Uh, and, you know, eight of them did. So, uh, I mean, I guess fair enough. It's good for them to be honest about what their politics are. I do, in a way, respect people like uh, Mike Gapes for having the principles, to stick sticking to their principles, even if his principle is just that he really loves milk. <laughs> I really, really dislike them. Turning your back on the Labour Party, campaigning against it, trying to prevent a Labour government from coming to office and actively seeking to prevent it by voting against motions of no confidence, which they've said they will do, it's disgusting. And it's turning your back on the Labour movement that elected you, refusing to call by-elections that can allow people to actually elect a Labour MP. It's taking the votes of constituents and then turning around and throwing them in the bin. It's disgusting, it's sickening. And I find the members of the independent group to be people that I wouldn't even want to be in the same room as, let alone, like, be polite to. Um, for some context, listeners, Elle is an absolute sweetheart who doesn't normally, like, it's just not a much of a scrappy person. So, like, they're being very, it's quite extreme. It might sound mild, but it's quite far. <laughs> it's quite intense mm. for them to even say that like that. They're normally a very mellow person. Personally, um, I agree. Um, taking the votes of people who didn't vote for the independent group. They, they didn't vote for the Tiggers. For anything as immature and hilariously bad as the Tiggers. They didn't vote for that. They voted for Labour MPs. Yeah. And to take those votes and then be like, ha lol. It's just, no. Do you think any of them are going to keep their seats? No. They've tried, okay, we've tried so many times to do new parties and they just never work. No. People are just like, I want a new party and I'm just there like, that's nice, but it just doesn't work. Like, there have been, I saw the bloody flow chart, there have been so many new parties, they just disappear. Just from UKIP, like that was just, just from UKIP. Just from UKIP. They split ten times since they were formed. But no, I think, I think none of them will keep any of their seats if they even... It's just a massive waste of time and energy. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a, it's a waste of constituent time. You don't want fewer... You don't want even more of them to be like, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point in voting for someone if they turn around and join <coughs> another party and then do the exact opposite of what they told you they were going to do? So, do you think they'll damage Labour's chances of winning the next election? Splitting the vote, things like that? I don't think they're important enough to, but I think if the media keeps honking on about them, mm. then it could become an issue. The media loves to give... Um, time to people who aren't actually worth time at all mm. and then they're just like why did those people do so well and it's like because you wouldn't bloody well stop talking about them any press is good press right to an extent obviously there's lots of ways press can be bad but attention means they're getting noticed which increases their odds um i don't think right now they're important or interesting enough to split the vote i think i don't think any of the people who voted for them, we'll vote them back in. Yeah. Because people don't vote for local MPs, they vote for parties. And anyone who thinks otherwise is kidding themselves. I think I remember looking... I certainly don't vote for local... I, I, can, I like to consider myself I, I, an, 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 an intelligent layperson. Like, I have no idea who my local MP was. <laughs> I don't know who I voted for. I voted for Labour. Yeah. I took a look at a YouGov poll in September 8, 2018 that looked at asked people what's the main reason you vote for a local MP what, what's the main reason you vote in a general election and 
the number of Labour voters who said, uh, I vote for my local MP above all, 1%. Nobody does. 1%. So people like Mike Gapes who are like, I have won seven elections. Are he hasn't themselves. won anything. He hasn't won anything. The party no. won it. Yeah. It's not his seat. It's the Labour Party seat. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that um, their effect on the Labour Party has been overhyped. Yeah. If you look at some of the polls in which they've been included, they've been increasingly drawing more or less evenly from the Conservatives and Labour at this point. In fact, in like one recent opinion poll, Labour actually did better when the independent group was included than when they weren't. And in the Comrades polls, which now only include the independent group uh, in their regular voting intention, Labour's actually been ahead in the last two polls. To speculate, it's because people feel the need to vote Labour to show support? Because they're pissed off? Or like, because they're pissed off that they were like, I voted for Labour and someone was like, Haha, I'm not actually a Labour. Could be. Yeah. People do things out of spite all the time. I know I do. I mean, whenever I like, I see people like Nick Clegg, Vince Cable getting really upset and uh, angry about Corbyn, I'm just like... It's always so satisfying to see Nick Clegg's, like, Nick Clegg's sad, though. Reminds me, actually, <coughs> it was um, a tweet I saw. Ash Sarkar of, um, uh, of Navarra Media was asking people, what, what was the moment that you kind of lost trust in the establishment of Britain to... Well, it lost trust in any meaningful way. And, and I, I said, like, I think it was student, Nick Clegg. Yeah, student fees. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what you think about that. Student fees. Same. I cried. Yeah, so did I. I cried my eyes out when they, when they said that. And, like, man, I always say this, though, like, I'm, I'm from up north, so, like, God, the amount of people I, I knew or knew of who pulled out of going to university because of that was huge. It was an enormous proportion. Like, I was in a kind of uh, loose social circle of, like, 25 people, and, like, that was announced, and I think only, like, four or five of us like we ended up going to uni and we were all a-level students and this was like pre it being compulsory to do extended studies so like this was everybody who volunteered to stay on and do a-levels with the intention to go into uni and so many of them just didn't it was very bad i think it was the the spectacle of politicians making per personal promise mm. you know looking you in the eyes holding up a sign and saying, I will vote against any increase in tuition fees. Not, I will seek to reduce the impact. Not, I will develop a system that's more progressive. Very clear, I will vote against any increase. And then they voted for it. And there's something about seeing that personal promise just be ripped up in front of your eyes that just kind of makes you think, well, I can't trust any of them, can I? And I think that until Corbyn, that was the view of a lot of young people. Mm. And then Corbyn turned it around. I mean, a lot of young people will never trust the Lib Dems, without doubt. Uh, even even if they obviously a lot like you're going to get twenty years down the line, that'll be a completely different roster of people. But like, I think people will still struggle, people just because it was. It's not like it increased by twenty percent; it tripled. That's so insulting. It was like they were. It was like they thought we were stupid. That's the thing. It felt so insulting. Like it just felt so demeaning, and it's just like we're not idiots. We're young, but we're not stupid. We know exactly what you've done. And you might not admit that you did a bad thing. And they still haven't admitted outright that it was the wrong decision, right? No, they think it was the right decision. Oh my God, mate, take a look at your vote, chair. What, what they think was the <coughs> wrong decision was making the promise not to do it. 
But no, Nick Clegg did an apology for making the promise. He never actually apologised for supporting the policy of implementing it because he doesn't think it was the wrong decision. He thinks it was the right decision. And I think until the Lib Dems admit that going into coalition with the Tories was the wrong thing to do, which they have not admitted and they never will admit because it requires self-reflection and accountability. Until they admit that, they'll never recover any of the support that they lost. And they haven't because their average polling is 9%, which is just one point higher than in 2017, which was their worst result since 1959. So, for the final section, I was hoping to look at the oddest election of the month. And I was trying to think of something that was just seemed really interesting and, and, and odd. And, and I felt that there was a local by-election in Southampton. And the incumbent independent councillor resigned. And then the result of the by-election was won by Labour with 26% of the vote. With the Conservatives on 21%, the Lib Dems on 18%. And Socialist Alternative on 14% and then Independence and UKIP and Greens. And I wanted to focus on this because it's a demonstration of just how ridiculous First Fast the Post can get. Because we now have a councillor in Southampton that 74% of their constituents did not vote for. And yet they won. And I don't know what you make of that. It's kind of messy. That mm. is so many parties. Yeah. That is eight parties? That is Seven parties and an independent. Good lord. And all really bunched up close together. And it, I mean, it's also surprising to see socialist, socialist alternative. alternative. Yeah, 14%. That's pretty high. Yeah. I don't know the so local circumstances in Southampton, but I always find it fascinating to look at these by election results and local elections where first past the post just throws out these ridiculous results. You have so many councils in the country now where the party that won the popular vote did not win a majority. And the party that lost the popular vote did win the majority. And it doesn't just benefit the Conservatives, sometimes it benefits Labour. So On that note, what would you recommend as an alternative? Or what alternatives are you most interested in? Ah, That you well, think would work in that situation? Because eight parties is a lot. Yes. So my... I tend to favour... Electoral reform isn't really my priority. Yeah, let's just spectral As an activist. Um, None of this is my... Yeah, yeah. No, this is my area of expertise. The system that I tend to favour most is the additional members system, which is a system that's used for electing MPs in Germany and electing MSPs in Scotland and Assembly members in Wales. But I favour the additional member system because you have about half of the MPs elected directly through First Past the Post, and then the other half are elected through proportional regional lists, where the number of MPs you get is proportional to the number of votes you receive. And it's not just that and the system is designed so that it balances out so that if you win enough MPs in the constituencies that you fill your proportional quota, you don't get any on the proportional list. It goes to all the other parties. Um, sometimes it doesn't balance out quite enough. That's how the SNP ended up with a majority in 2011 when they didn't win a majority of the popular vote in the Scottish Parliament. But, you know, had that been under first past the post, the SNP would have won an overwhelming you know, 90% of the seats majority. As it was, they only had a majority of like 51%. So I, I prefer that system because it maintains a direct link between the MP and the voter, but also ensures that parties are proportionally represented. Hmm. And I think that that can be applied to local elections as well as national elections. I just thought that was worth covering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to draw it to a close? Uh, yeah, I think that's um, everything on our agenda for the day. Yeah.
Well, that's it, I suppose. You've been listening to Stats for Lefty, the leftist take on polls and election stats. I'm your co-host, L, And I'm your co-host, Paige. You can find the podcast at soundcloud.com slash leftystats, all lowercase. And you can follow our Twitter account at twitter.com slash leftystats. It's worth saying, for clarity's sake, I do all the tweets. That's all me. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and would like us to do more, and would also like access to some of Elle's election spreadsheets and podcast extras, please donate to our Patreon so we can fund more cool things like this. Visit patreon.com forward slash leftystats to subscribe and donate. Uh, when I'm not making terrible meme comments for this show, I work as an illustrator, and you can find my portfolio at my website, pagalini.wordpress.com. That's uh, P-A-G-A-L-I-N-I. And you can send any inquiries to pagalini at live.co.uk. Well, thank you all very much for listening to our podcast. Goodbye for now.